It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like Sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What? Let the dogs out. You know, like, who let the dogs out? Who, who? Off the Hook, airing on offthehooksports.com. Your home for real news, real opinions, and what really matters about Tennessee athletics. Always available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, iHeart. Like, share, follow, subscribe. Always available wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Definitely not short of anything to talk about as the basketball balls win last night and the college football playoff selection show is this evening. Tennessee will not be number one after the loss to Georgia. We know that, but where will they stand? We will discuss with Caleb Calhoun. Looking forward to that. And also Amanda LaFrada. Good morning, Amanda LaFrada. How are you this morning? I'm doing well, Dave. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. So the college football playoffs should be very interesting. Uh, I want to break that down and take a look at it. Let's first give a shout out to the Vols who won 75 to 43 over Tennessee Tech last night. Ron Slay will join us tomorrow. And it's a Tennessee basketball team that is definitely, I would think, going to be an NCAA tournament team. And then you get into all the uh, weirdness of a one-and-done tournament and uh, what they'll be able to do remains to be seen. But you know, if, if you look at Tennessee as a whole, and I know that uh, they've got a little fall ball going on now as well uh, in, in baseball, it's hard to remember a time where from top to bottom, Tennessee has been any better in not only the revenue sports, which would be men's football and men's basketball, but also from – from top to bottom, the non-revenue sports. It's been a, 
a pretty good run. Um, and I think Tennessee fans can just look to recent years past and realize that it doesn't always have to be like that. And it's not always like that. So, Amanda, it's, it's important to enjoy the good times for sure. Yeah, um, definitely enjoy the good times because you never know how long they'll last. Um, not saying that they won't last long, but it's important to always enjoy them. It's, I mean, it's, it's life. That's, that's really like the whole thing behind life. Enjoy the good times. Yep, absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that I noticed, and I'll go to the message board, and Jamie says, good morning. Uh, we've got a lot of people saying good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. It is a beautiful day. A little nippy compared to yesterday when I was warm. Uh, now it's uh, I'm wearing the, the underneath shirt because a little chilly. But uh, I hate the cold. Anywhere below 60, and I'm, I'm pretty much saying that it's cold. Um but uh, Amanda, if if you look at the college football playoff tonight, and there will be a selection show, Tennessee will be involved. I want to remind everybody that some of this is made for television drama, like Survivor. So they very well could drop Tennessee to eight if they wanted to, to make some sort of drama. But I think there was some confusion maybe on some of the YouTube message boards that uh, some of us, or maybe Chris Landry, think that Tennessee's not going to make the college football playoff. I'm, I'm on the complete other side, and uh, I think Landry wants to see some things play out. Amanda, if I had a better mortgage payment today that Tennessee makes the college football playoff or doesn't, I would say they do. I think they respond well, win the last three games, Michigan and Ohio State, one of those two teams will lose. Uh, I'm not a believer in in, in TCU. I, I think they'll drop a game before the end of the year. So I think they still make the college football playoff, and I don't know how that was misconstrued somehow. People hear what they want to hear, but would you be surprised if Tennessee didn't make the college football playoff at the end of the year? Oh, yeah. I'd be very surprised. Um, I think – I think what Chris was trying to say, Coach Landry, was that it's going to take some help from other teams falling. And we saw that this weekend. We saw, you know, Alabama losing and that helped Tennessee. We saw Clemson losing, which would help Tennessee. And I think what Chris or Coach Landry also says is that the playoff committee is supposed to, by their mandate, honor the, you know, champions of each conference. So the fact that Tennessee will not be that may like go a strike against them. But if Georgia wins the SEC, that'll help Tennessee come in. And I, I just think what Coach Landrew is trying to do is just give everybody like the whole look at it instead of just Tennessee has to be in. It's, you know, this is what they consider. This is what they go after. And there are also some exceptions to that rule where he said Ohio State got in over Penn State um, and and stuff like that. So I don't think he was trying to say that Tennessee wasn't going to go. He was just saying that it's a harder road to, to accomplish that if you're not the champion of your conference. Yes, definitely. And, and listen, if you're taking um, – if everything's equal and you want to look at it and say a one-loss team – that does not win its conference and a team that wins a power five conference. I think that that's the direction you should go. You should go the undefeated team. Don't go on the eye test. Don't go on the Sagarin ratings. 
If you win your conference, you beat who's laid out in front of you. But I don't think that team is going to be there. We know that out of Michigan and Ohio State, one of those teams are going to have a loss because they play each other. We know that Oregon has to host Washington, host Utah, and then travel to Oregon State. Washington and Utah are ranked 24th and 13th, respectively. There's a very good chance they lose that game. Plus, they would potentially have to play USC in a Pac-12 championship game. Listen, if they run that and their one loss is the that first game against Georgia, they've got a strong resume, Tennessee fans. I mean, let's be a little bit objective, okay? Even if Tennessee wins its last by last three games by an average of 30, let's be a little bit objective for just a second and say that that would be a heck of a run by Oregon. A lot of people, too, Amanda, were comparing on the YouTube message boards the loss that Oregon had to endure as opposed to the loss that Tennessee endured, both to the same team against Georgia. Tomato, tomato, I thought it, Georgia looked like they were absolutely the, the better team on that day in both situations. Um, the score was m- more lopsided in the Oregon game, but those were two thorough, thorough wins. So if you want to split hairs about which one is worse, go for it. But, I, I mean, to me, that's still a significant loss on your schedule. It just is. Uh, it's a significant loss for sure. Um, but I think what all, people also don't take into consideration is that if you're going on the eye test, if you're going on the way the playoff committee, you know, does it, they look at what have you done for me lately? Pretty much. That's, that's what they're looking at. And the fact that Oregon lost big at the very beginning of the season is not going to be as, I don't know. It's just, it's not going to impact that decision that much because you grow as a team. And I think what they've always said is they try to look at your body of work, but they also try to evaluate who you are at this moment. So the fact that Oregon lost at the beginning of the season, maybe they had stuff to plug in. Maybe they weren't up to their standard. Maybe they weren't here. They're a completely different team from week one to week will be, what, 12 at that time? Yes. So that's where the college football playoff looks right or wrong. I, don't, I mean, right or wrong, that's what they look at. So is Oregon a much better team than they were the first week of college football? Absolutely. Is Tennessee a much better team than they were the first week of football? Absolutely. But has Tennessee showed that in the last game? I think that's what they're looking at. Right. And I think this will be volatile. Um, I, I think that Brittany says, and I'm talking about this from, you know, Amanda has a marketing degree. I have a uh, communications degree, so the the twain kind of meet to some extent. What am I, I have wrong? A rhetoric, yeah. I have an oh, English okay. degree in rhetoric you, and writing. But you stu- oh well. Anyway, it sounded better when I said. But you studied marketing. You know a lot about marketing. So yeah. I, I mean, I could see. Brittany says I don't think they fall any lower than five. I could see actually Tennessee dropping to seven. Because it's a story and everybody writes about it. That doesn't mean that they really believe the last show of the year they're going to put Tennessee at seven. It's the same reason that I thought Tennessee deserved to be number one, but I thought the optics of it looked great 
because they were still a touchdown underdog to Georgia. So you get them at number one. You get all that excitement from Tennessee fans, and it was. It was a big national story. Tennessee's bat, number one next to them, held a lot more weight than number two next to them. So I could see them doing something volatile. At the end of the day, though, with the way things play out, it's just not going to matter. They're going to pick the four teams that they think are the best. Air quotes for you in your audio listening form because there is going to be some politics in some shape or form, I guarantee you. I don't know what they'll be, but there will be politics. So for the most part, they're going to pick the four teams they think are most deserving of being in the college football playoff, and then that's where you are. And that's that's going to be the one that matters. The one Tuesday didn't matter. The one that people got so excited about didn't matter. The one tonight doesn't matter. It is a made-for-TV event, and I get it. It's fun to talk about, but Amanda, it's it's not anything that's going to impact their final decision. No, and they do this all the time every year. <clears throat> and maybe a lot of, you know, Tennessee fans haven't haven't noticed that because I think you notice it more when your team's in it. Right. And you True don't that. really notice it if your team is out of it. But what they do is they set it up for people to fail, basically. They set up big matchups that are going to be, you know, they're going to take place in the regular season. So they'll have Michigan and Ohio State ranked, ranked up there at the top because they know one of them is going to drop. I think they did a disservice to Tennessee putting them at number one. I, the reason being is because we know that Georgia got up for this game. We know that was a motivating factor. They sure. felt disrespected at, disrespected at number three. Um, and and they were used to being number one. And that, I think, hurt Tennessee because Georgia was out to prove something. And I don't – I didn't agree. Like, I agree Tennessee at the time was number one team in the country. I did not disagree with that. I did disagree with them jumping Georgia in the, in the playoff committee rankings because it just felt like it was a setup. It felt like it was a setup. You know, it, it's weird. I'm I'm completely 50-50 on that. I, I think you're right. It felt like a setup. But when I looked at the resumes, I thought Tennessee was the number one team in the nation. So no. we would have been having the conversation on Wednesday morning that Tennessee got slighted if they were number three or two. I don't because think so. I think we would have. Because then I look at the resume beating Alabama, beating Florida, I think we would have had that discussion at the time. Did they get slighted? But you're better off going into Athens with that mindset than, hey, Tennessee's number one. Yeah. So that, yeah, I, I think it was somewhat orchestrated in that they were able to put Tennessee number one for however long they might be there. And then I think on the flip side, I think that it was also – um. I think it was right, just. I think when you look at the record, um, that's the way it uh, it should have been. So, uh, nevertheless, uh, I tell you what, um, we're going to work on uh, getting Caleb Calhoun, and then we want to get your thoughts on the message board. So, where do you think Tennessee will be ranked tonight? Um, and will you be upset if they're lower than four? Where do you think they'll be ranked tonight? Let's start with that. Amanda. 
So where I think they'll be ranked, let me <clears> – <throat> I think Michigan, Ohio State, and Georgia obviously will be up there. Georgia will be number one, Ohio State number two, Michigan probably number three, unless they want to do the made-for-TV thing where they jump Michigan over Ohio State. I can see them doing that because Ohio State's winning against Northwestern. Okay, that's you, just, you mentioned that. That's almost a guarantee. Yes. So that's <laughs> that's the kind of thing that they do. Yeah, so, I'm guaranteed. I will I, – I'll bet a mortgage payment on that. All right, so we have Georgia, we have Ohio State, we have or Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State. I think they'll put TCU at number four, and I think they'll put Oregon at five. And then I think Tennessee will go at six. Just because that will ramp up everybody going, Oregon lost to Georgia, Tennessee, you know, quote unquote, by the score, barely lost to, you know, Georgia by 14, Oregon lost by 56. Okay, so let me let me repeat what you said. Georgia one, Michigan mm-hmm. two, Ohio State three, TCU four, Oregon five, Tennessee six. Yes. We are not supposed to get along this well. We are not supposed to agree. It's better broadcast if we disagree, but I have zero disagreement with that. Yeah, I think you're I think exactly right. I'll drop the ACC completely. Yeah, because of oh, Clemson yeah. just getting destroyed by Notre Dame. I think they have they are welcoming in either at the end of the season it's going to be two Big Ten and two SEC, or it's going to be two SEC, one Big Ten and one random either Pac twelve or Big Twelve conference. It's depending on how it shakes out. All right, that's the Down and Dirty at 30. It's brought to you by Zool Beer Company. Go to xulbeer.com, zulbeer.com. And it is time for today's tough question, and we'll bring Caleb Calhoun in here. Today's tough question is right now on Off Dog Sports. We do our research. Have you done your research? We're working like heck. Today's tough question. What's the real debate? You sipping my soupe, Guadalupe? Exclusively on Off the Hook Sports with Dave Hooker and Amanda Lofrada. You drinking my sake, Kimosabi? Oh my God. All right, today's tough question brought to you by Zach England of Best and Brock. If you're in Chattanooga and you need personal injury advice from an attorney who will fight for you, that's Zach England. A best and Brock, Zach England, a best and Brock, Zach's got your back. All right, Amanda. So, how about today's tough question? Is as simple as this: Tennessee will be ranked one, two, three, four. Not that number, but you pick four numbers in the in the college football playoff tonight, and we bring Caleb Calhoun in here. So, Caleb, Amanda, and I never agree because I'm always wrong. But here's the way we think the college football playoff uh, shakes out tonight, and that's uh, Georgia, number one, Michigan over Ohio State, just to get Big Ten people talking uh, at number two. That one's very debatable. Ohio State, three, because this is a made-for-TV event. I do think that'll happen. TCU would be at number four, and then I think Oregon will move ahead of Tennessee from six to five. And that gets, again, it's not where they should be, Caleb, not where they should be ranked, but where I believe they will be ranked to create some more chatter on Wednesday morning. What do you think of that notion? Yeah, you know, I people have been saying this about the college football playoff for years. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I don't really buy the conspiracy 
Um, I think that I, I think that, that 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 they purposely set rankings to uh, it, like that they purposely alter them to get chatter. Um, oh. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm I'm more conspiratorial with the NCAA selection committee and their seating in the NCAA tournament. They definitely do seating to 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 set it up for upsets. I think in this one, they're going to have I agree, Georgia, number one. I think they're going to have Ohio State, number two and Michigan, number three. And I honestly think they're going to have Tennessee, number four. I mean, I do. I think. um, Really? Yeah. Alabama is still fringe top 10 and LSU's moved up. So nobody else has two top 10 wins outside of Georgia now with Oregon and Tennessee. Um, and Tennessee has by far the best loss of any of those teams, again, outside of Oregon. But Oregon doesn't have two top 10 wins like Tennessee. And I, I, I get – so I, I think they're going to keep Tennessee at four for now. That doesn't mean that TCU can't – when I say I don't – when I say I don't think they do things for chatter, that what that doesn't mean is just because you're in the top four doesn't mean you'll stay there if you went out because other teams could do things to help their own resume. But I think they go, I think they go based on resume um, oftentimes more than who they think in that moment is the best team, which I don't really have a problem with because I feel like it should be resume. I don't like this whole power rankings are for best teams. Let's just call it, that's what power rankings are for, you know, on who you think is playing the best at that moment. At some point you have to say the games matter. And sorry, go ahead, Caleb. Oh yeah. And so, you know, I think, I think they have, I think they're going to have TCU at five with the understanding that if TCU wins out, TCU is going to crack the top four. They will. Okay. So hit that like subscribe, share button, Uh, be sure and uh, be sure and hit the like button. We greatly appreciate that. Hit the thumbs up and uh, you'll give us a thumbs up helps the channel. And we greatly appreciate it. Also, I was looking at the analytics last night and about 80% of our viewers still have not subscribed. So go ahead and hit the subscribe button. We greatly appreciate that and share. We love it when you share via social media, via uh, the Twitter, the Facebook, whatever you decide. I'm sure there's an Insta chat out there or something like that. Um, uh, Amanda made reference to something called OnlyFans early in uh, the football season. I don't know what that is. We do not have that. We do not have. Oh, we don't have an OnlyFans. No, Jared Jesus, we do not. Hey, your last name is perfect for OnlyFans. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I know. Off the hook. OnlyFans brought to you by Dave Hooker. But (laughs) you want to start an OnlyFans, Dave? You go right ahead. Yeah, I bet they'll just be flocking in for the near fifty-year-old dude. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. All right, so I'm going to say for today, so today's tough question, what four numbers are you picking? What four rankings are you picking, Amanda? Um, so I put it out there, and I said three or higher, four, five, six or lower. I'm going to say six or lower, not because they should be. Not because they should be. So I want that to be very clear. Don saying Georgia one, Ohio State two, three, Michigan four Tennessee, five, uh, I'm sorry, four TCU, five Tennessee. Orange said, lick, sh- lick share, and subscribe. <laughs> right, That's going- for the OnlyFans. I know what it's for. <laughs> Caleb, who did you say? Let's go through your list again. Okay, so I said one. Tennessee would be at number four, but I think Georgia is going to be one. I think Ohio State's going to be two. Michigan will be three. Um if I'm going for a shock, 
and I'll, I'll throw in a shock here. I could see Oregon ahead of TCU. I could see TCU staying at number six. You know, anybody who watched TCU play Texas Tech on Saturday, this is not that good of a team, guys. Like, I, I'm so sorry. Who's your number five? Oh, I said Oregon. Oregon. Oregon's number five, but you said for a shock. Oh, I have Oregon ahead of TCU. I've got TCU okay. down at number six. I've got Tennessee okay. at number four. Right. I got Tennessee up there. Yeah. Okay, cool. I just want to make sure I'm putting it out there so we have it documented. Yes. All right. So I'm I'm going to officially say that they give Tennessee the short end of the stick um, because I don't adhere to what um, Caleb believes. I think there is some conspiracy theory in terms of making um, – creating some chatter on Wednesday morning. I think that's what we'll be talking about as we broadcast live each and every weekday at uh, 8.30. So like, subscribe, and share. I think it'll be Georgia 1. Uh, are you taking mine down too, Amanda? Michigan Michigan 2, Ohio State 3. Well, mine's the same as yours. So you can just like do the double mark thing. So mine's the same as yours. I think they'll flip-flop Michigan and Ohio State just for funsies. And then I think that they will have TCU at the fourth spot. And then I think Oregon will jump Tennessee because of some recency bias. And Caleb, we got, and then Tennessee at six. Caleb, we got ripped a little bit on the YouTube message boards, which is absolutely fine. I'm, I'm good with that. Somebody's going to report us to YouTube, they said. So, okay, I'm sure that YouTube has better You're things. To YouTube for what? I, I don't know. Talking about their balls. But I'm sure they have better things to do. Uh, YouTube does the monitoring where the college football playoff committee puts Tennessee. But, um, Caleb, I, I with, with with this TCU team, you referenced the fact that they're not that great. I mean, I don't think they are either. But I also think there's something to be said for a good story. So I think if you're ever going to boost TCU, which goes back to my point, they'll put them above uh, Tennessee. I think this is the week to do it. Go ahead and milk that story for what you can. And I don't think that's going to last very long. The other thing that I want to get your take on, because this is why we got torn up on uh, YouTube, and that's fine. I don't see a monstrous difference between the way Oregon lost to Georgia and the way Tennessee lost to Georgia. Now, the difference is road game. Uh, the difference is, um, you know, an SEC rival. You didn't have time to prepare, as Amanda has pointed out, like Georgia did for Oregon in the opener. However, when it came to a dismantling, that is not a game early in the third quarter. I didn't think either were a game early in the third quarter. You? No, I don't. Um, I agree. I, I don't see too much of a difference. The only thing I would say is Tennessee got down into Georgia territory twice in the second half and came up empty handed one because of just a litany of false starts and sacks. And then the other one just turned over on downs. But I bring that up to say like, again, the score was 27 to 13 mm -hmm. and Kirby was playing to run out the clock. But if Tennessee scores on just one of those possessions, I mean, we're talking about it. All of a sudden, we are talking about an interesting game at that point. Um, if I were to, yeah, and if I, if I were to compare it, I would say the '96 Florida beats Tennessee 35 to 29. They jump out to a 35 to nothing lead, and Spurrier was tired of people saying he runs up the score too much, so he just runs the ball 
the second half and Peyton Manning's like, oh, we almost came back and won. And it's like, eh, no, you really didn't. But um, but it looked like you did. Sam brought up a good point. Dave, Georgia scored at will against Oregon. They did. They did. That's fair, Sam. Georgia's yeah, uh, but Georgia's offense looked I don't know. Georgia's offense looked pretty good to me. They looked old school Alabama to me. Um, they could run the football. They could create plays when they had to at the quarterback position. Maybe not throwing it all over the park like Tennessee does, but I thought they looked pretty good. Um, not great, but good. I, mean, I thought Tennessee's defense looked pretty good, comparatively speaking. If you want to go, what's the biggest difference between this, you know, Oregon's defeat versus Tennessee's defeat at the hands of Georgia? I would say Tennessee's defense was the difference. I don't, I mean, I think that, again, Georgia did. They had to bring out all their weapons to beat Tennessee's defense, and that's not what we thought was going to happen at the beginning of the season. You know, Tennessee's defense was supposed to be the weak side. It was supposed to be, um, you know, something that would cause losses rather than, you know, save games. And I think Tennessee's defense saved, you know, the game at Pitt. I think they did pretty well against Alabama, and I think and even though the score is really high, I'm not saying that. You know, but they they did what they needed to do. And I think their defense against Georgia was much better than Oregon's. <clears throat> what about the fact that it was an air quotes neutral site game for Oregon? It's not a neutral site game. No. It's in Atlanta. Right. Air quotes. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, was it as loud as Sanford Stadium? I doubt that very seriously. No, it, it wasn't as loud. And I, I think that. That definitely, there's a, I think there's a lot of factors that went into it. And it, <clears throat> it was, you know, the crowd noise after people. And I said that I didn't think Sanford Stadium was that loud. That's the one I said. I've been there one time and people held up signs and they're pretty bad signs. But I said, I didn't think it was that loud. I've never played there. That's from like other players who have played there saying it's not that loud. It's, you know, tweeting it out. This is not going to be that big of a deal putting that target on the team's back for the fans just to come out and just give it everything they had as far as yelling and, and making noise and all of that stuff goes. I think that was a big factor. I think the college football playoff committee putting Tennessee at one and Georgia at three was a big factor motivation wise. I think that this Georgia team was really, really motivated by everything on outside of that football program. And I also think that against Oregon, they weren't super motivated. They came out to play, but they had so much time to prepare for Oregon. And they've seen Bo Nix for years because he was at Auburn. So they knew how Bo Nix played. They knew his weaknesses. They knew, you know, things like that. They knew all of that because they've seen it. They've played against Bo Nix before. So I know it's a different offense, but it's still the same quarterback. You still know it's like going up against – Justin Verlander at the Astros compared to Justin Verlander at, you know, when he was with the Tigers, you still know the pitcher, even if he's in a completely different system, you still know what it looks like. You still know his quirks and all that stuff. So I just feel like there were some big differences. And I think that the, I don't know. I just, that's how I feel. There we are. Well, this is something that could, oh, sorry. No, you're good. Caleb, go. I was going to say this, I, I will say, even though I think Tennessee will be ahead of Oregon, I don't, again, that's something that could change because Tennessee doesn't have a ranked team left on its schedule. Oregon has 
I do think they value schedule strength. Oregon has Washington this weekend, who's number 24 now. And then they're going to have the Pac-12 championship game, which is two games for quality wins. But for right now, you can't just compare how Tennessee played Georgia versus how Oregon played Georgia. You have to look at their resumes. And Oregon's only good win to this point is UCLA. And Alabama and LSU are both probably better wins than that, And if we're being honest. And then there's Kentucky, which is not a bad win. They're number 24 in the coaches' poll right now, or number 23 or something like that. So... And that doesn't even take into account the fact that by the end of the year, Florida and Kentucky could both be in the top 25 by the time the year ends. We got a special guest coming up next, former ball. But guys, let me, I, I want to leave it at this. If you had a better mortgage payment that Tennessee makes the college football playoff or doesn't, based off what we know about TCU, Oregon's schedule is loaded in the back end and Tennessee is not. Is anybody not taking Tennessee to make the college football playoff? Nope, I'm taking them to make the college football playoff. Yeah, you had a better mortgage. You you would too, Caleb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would too. I mean, I, I bet the TCU and Oregon are both going to lose before the end, end of the year. Yeah, Agreed. I agree. No, I th- I think that at the end of the day, we're going to be talking about how Tennessee got the respect they deserve, but I don't think that's going to be tonight. I do think that they're going to shake things up a little bit and have some fun with it, and not. Uh, I understand it. I don't blame them. This is Survivor, the show Survivor. That is exactly what it is. I mean, that's they're going to shake it up. Two minutes, very special former ball joins us, one of my all-time favorites. And we'll get his thoughts on where Tennessee will be in the college football playoff tonight. This is Off the Hook Sports. Inflation has risen to the highest level in over 40 years, according to the April 2022 U.S. Inflation Calculator. Will your investments provide you the income you need in retirement? Are you losing purchasing power of your savings due to inflation? Simply stated, if the cost of goods and services are 8% higher and you're only earning 4% in your investments, that money buys you less of what you need. Right now is the time to act. Call Guardian Investment Advisors today. Hey folks, Gary Viles here. I want to personally invite you to North Knoxville's newest sports bar and restaurant. It's Big Orange Phillies, located in Black Oak Center. And yes, folks, it's happening in halls. Big Orange Phillies offers family-friendly environment with homemade meals and the best deli South subs around. Billiards, darts, jukebox, shuffleboard, and cornhole, and a full bar. We also offer valet parking on weekends and during special events. We even have a covered back patio. It's happening at Big Orange Phillies. We want, we need, and we appreciate your business. Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. This is Al's Dish Barbecue Supply, so come on in. See all the different rubs and sauces we have, plus a complete line of Green Mountain Grills. Don't be overwhelmed. We have plenty of help, so you can produce the best barbecue in a maze for family and friends. Barbecue is America's food, and we'll do what we can to bring you all the best products. We're Al's Nest Barbecue, but Chattanooga goes to grill. Got cataracts? We can fix that. 
Never miss another moment. With a little help from Drs. Campbell, Cunningham, Taylor, and Hahn at cctis.com. I think I got too excited about that music bet. My apologies. That's all right. Joined by a very special guest now, a guy that I've known for three or four years back when he played at Tennessee. It hasn't been that long. Surely to goodness it hasn't. Gerald Riggs joins us now. Gerald, how are you, sir? Man, how are you? I'm well. I'm well. I appreciate the time. It's just kind of an impromptu thing as I uh, saw you bouncing around on the uh, social media. So thanks for taking the time for us. Um, First of all, before we get into this college football playoff and what Tennessee has done this year, tell me, what what are you up to nowadays? Because you're you're always moving and grooving. Uh, Still pretty much the same thing uh doing doing my training pretty much around the southeast now so i don't uh or knoxville anymore where i kind of spin around um up towards nashville other areas uh from time to time i'm so just kind of expanding this work, work working on working with high school athletes from uh high school to college uh, um and than that and lower than that working with uh you know and uh, some guys that are already in college so and in the uh stand in the athletic room gotcha i think we have your connection worked out we, we were having a little bit of problems there for just a second i tell you what might help us if uh i don't know if you're on wi-fi but if you drop off wi-fi and just use your regular old 5g or 4g or whatever the g might be uh that'll probably help us so we'll, we'll get that fixed but uh, Gerald's a guy that was uh, certainly in the the championship hunt for uh, a, a bit during the mid two thousands, and I'm curious to get his thoughts on on a football player. And I've talked to we talked to a couple of them. Cooper Mays is on our uh, YouTube page, and so is Jacob Warren. And we talked to those guys, and they said that they weren't affected by the number one ranking that came out last Tuesday, but Amanda, how could you not be, would be my, be my question. Well, I mean, if you don't pay attention to that stuff, you know, you know, I know Caleb said he doesn't think that it's, you know, based on around TV or, or whatever uh, ratings and all that stuff. I feel like it, it completely is. They set up stuff to make, to cause, you know, chatter to cause people to report and all that stuff. So, if players know that that's all it's about or they don't pay attention to it at all. And I feel like some of them don't, especially if you're ranked number one, you're like, okay, let's not let it go to our heads. But I, again, I think the biggest impact was that Georgia was disrespected at number three or they felt disrespected at number three. And I think that was the biggest motivator. Let's ask Gerald that now, Gerald, I think we got you now. You look good. Better. Uh, still breaking up a little bit. Let's let's try one more thing. What did you think of where Tennessee uh, was ranked last week? When they were number one, was that a distraction? I necessarily think it's a distraction. Yeah, we're... You know, for, for a team that hasn't lost a long time. Uh, that... uh, we're, we're losing Gerald. Hey, Gerald, can we – let's try – yeah, maybe Safari, if you can uh, flip over to Chrome. I think he's on Chrome. That's my apologies. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, how can it not be a di- distraction, Amanda, when you are, um, w- when 
when you're suddenly number one out of nowhere, it seems like to me it would be a distraction. Um, it would be something that I'm not saying you mail it in the next day of practice, but how could you not be overly excited and feel like you've achieved something when really you haven't to that point? You haven't achieved anything getting the number one ranking in the first week in November. I mean, I think you've achieved something. You're, there's a reason you're at number one. You beat Alabama. You beat LSU. You beat Pitt on the road. I mean, you've done some pretty incredible things to be number one, to be undefeated up to that point, and playing one of the toughest schedules that anyone's had to play, especially in the top ten. So I think you've done some things. It depends. We still have to consider that these these are young adults, so that 18 to basically 22, Hendon Hooker's 24. Um, so some of that, the maturity level is not quite there, not when you get into your 30s. I mean, it's, it's just not where you try to block things out. Um, so when you're that young, of course it's going to affect you just a little bit, but I don't think Heupel's the kind of coach that lets his team buy into those kind of things. I don't feel like he, he doesn't place importance on the rankings. He places importance on how they're meshing as a team and and how they're doing, you know, with each other and how they're doing against opponents. I don't think he's out here going, "Woo, everybody get excited. We're number one. You know, he's probably mentioning that because you have to. It's the elephant in the room if you don't mention it. Um, but maybe saying, hey, they've ranked us number one. I think we're number one. This is you guys have thought we were number one this entire time. So don't let this go to your head. We've all believed in this. So maybe we're finally getting the respect that we deserve. Now that's, that's yeah, but he did have a smile on his face. There was a sense of accomplishing something. And um, I, I, you and I, maybe we're splitting hairs a little bit, but to be number one is accomplishing something, enjoying the moment, but it's not nearly accomplishing the goal. And the goal was to get to Atlanta and if you if you get to Atlanta and you win the SEC championship game, you you control your destiny as far as the college football playoff. Right. So that that didn't happen um, and it's not going to happen. So Tennessee has to have a little bit of help from TCU potentially losing Oregon, potentially losing. But I still think if it comes down to Oregon, and Tennessee, it'll be it'll be Tennessee. All right. Let, let's start. Oh, I thought we were going to try Gerald again. And there he goes. So um, I, when I when I look at this Tennessee football team and I talk to Cooper and I talk to Jacob, I, I think they're hurt. I think it stung. I, I, I do believe whether or not you think it's correct out there listening, I believe they think a couple of plays could have changed the flow of the game and maybe it could have, especially early. early. Let's try Gerald again. Gerald, are you with us? Yeah, I'm with you. Can you hear me? Yep, we got you now. All right, Gerald, so – what do you think about uh, Tennessee being number one in the nation a week ago today? Do you think that was a distraction? It was a distraction. Um, you know, very well, uh, you're going to be recognizing something that you, you have to be able to manage the gate. Um, as a good football, it was a distraction. I think it was one of those uh, one of those moments. Where they got caught up, uh, you know, no matter what they say, or media or whatnot, you know, when you've never been, but, uh, you know, it, it 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 has. So I, I think they may have gotten 
it, but uh, uh, I don't necessarily believe it was. Yeah, I think we're struggling with Gerald. Let's do this tomorrow when you're in front of a computer. I think that'll work out a whole lot better. So, and then Amanda, we do have Amanda. We haven't lost uh, yeah. Amanda too. All right. I just tried to drop off in case that helped. Yeah, S- say something. Um, say something intriguing right now, so I can text Gerald and uh, tell him I apologize. In- insightful, I think. Insightful. Or intriguing. Yes. No, I think that. Um, <clears throat> I think that the college football playoffs committee, I think they're very focused on what kind of talk is going around. It's as they say, any publicity, bad publicity is better than no publicity. So you get people talking and it's not, okay, well, this is what we expected. It's let's stir the pot. Let's get it going. Let's give something for people to talk about. And I think the college football playoff committee does that. I think it does because at the end, people want to say it's altruistic and they want to say, Oh, they really put their heads together and they think about it. And they, they judge, you know, they put ranked teams according to how well they've done. If they did that, if they honestly did that, there are times where you would have an sec team at number one and an sec team at number four. And they never have that happen. They either jump one so they don't play each other at the very beginning of the college football playoffs. First round. Yeah, it's never it. a conference versus a comp, like the same conference. It's always, if you put two teams of one conference into the playoffs, they will always meet at the, in the final. They will not meet in the semifinals. No, that's never, never going to happen. It's never no. going to happen. So that tells me that even if the rankings are, you know, incorrect, or even if the ranking should be at one point, the playoff committee takes that into consideration because they purposely keep the same. If you're having two SEC teams, they're not going to meet until the final. No uh, matter I, t- what. I, t- I totally agree with you. I think that, um, th- there's no way I know some people have said they would like to see Tennessee and Georgia play in the semifinals at the, uh, Mercedes-Benz Bowl in Atlanta. That's not going to happen. I'll go ahead and tell you, unless Georgia stumbles, and I don't think they're going to, uh, Georgia is going to be the number one seed in Atlanta, and uh, Tennessee is going to get shipped off to Tempe. That's what's going to happen. And I I know that that's probably not what you want to hear. There's some good things that have happened for the balls in Tempe. So... Tennessee will if they go in they'll they'll be three. They'll have to jump well, somebody because one and four play each other and two and three play each other. Exactly. So that so. in and of itself, you and I would agree to some extent it is orchestrated. So oh yeah, yeah. I mean to some extent, I mean they could still take the the top four teams and seed them how they want to. It'll be interesting to see what they try to do. When it goes to 12, uh, Ahmed said the three-headed monster coaching staff led by Kirby Muschamp Schumann has been preparing for these types of lethal offenses for a few years now. Simply look at the last two secondary heavy classes. Now, I hadn't thought about that, Ahmed, to be real honest with you. When I thought about Kirby Smart going to Georgia, I thought about him getting the war daddies up front, the defense, the big defensive tackles that – stop the run and apply pressure, not on the edge, but in the middle of the pocket, which is something that Tom Brady hates, for instance. Everybody hates pressure in their face. You can deal with pressure by stepping up in the pocket on the edge. 
those are the type of guys I thought that Georgia was going after, and they've gotten them. But in addition, they've gotten those secondary guys. I mean, let's face it. At the end of the day, Tennessee lost to Georgia because their receivers lost one-on-one matchups against t- uh, Georgia's secondary. That was the matchup that mattered and was the difference. Yeah, and I think a lot of people, you know, have have said, and we, and we can't have it both ways, everyone. We can't have it where, you know, someone comes in and has 17 penalties and we say they just play bad and somebody else goes and has this many penalties and we say that it's the referees. Like, you can't have it both ways. Either the refs are doing it or they're not doing it. There are so many times that defenses can be called for PIs. Like, secondary can be called for PIs pretty much every single play. If, if you look at it, if, you know, every every passing play, they can call a PI on, um, you know, on a defense. However, if you watch that game, Georgia plays real close. <laughs> they play real close to the PIs. I mean, they, they're real close to that. I'm just saying there's a lot of given, like, there's a lot of give there. With some officiating. They remind me of the Nick Saban early years when he taught his defensive backs to guide people, guide receivers with their hands on the hips and never go above shoulder length or shoulder. What am am I looking for? Shoulder parallel. Because if you go above shoulder parallel, it's an easy call. If you're able to guide people with your hands down below your shoulders, and he got away with that for like four or five years. And that was where Kirby, that's when Kirby was there. Yeah. And it it kind of it feels like that that started that that was called for maybe two or three years that he started to lose some of that edge that some of those play calls were made against him. But now it feels like you're able to get away with that again. And Kirby Smart is an exact clone of Nick um, Saban. Yeah. Just just not quite as smart no he's not quite as smart a little bit more southern it's like um, when you make a clone his- yeah like when you make a clone like it was a, it was on family guy when stewie made a clone of himself the more clones you make the slightly less intelligent you get yeah i don't i mean i don't i'm not saying kirby's not intelligent i think that he is less intelligent than saban is um i think but he's also smart in the people that he surrounded himself with as far as his coordinators and, and things of that nature. I think he's also very bright when it comes to that. But we look at Georgia, we look at, you know, Kirby. If they start getting people, not just NFL drafts or, you know, people drafted in the NFL, but if he starts getting people picked out of his, you know, coaching staff every year to go take other jobs and, and all this, and if it's it becomes like a, a rotating door for coaches, he's going to have the same problems that Alabama is having at the moment. I mean, it's going to be the same thing. I love, there's so much that comes out of a game. Sometimes it bleeds over to a Tuesday. I love what Joe just brought up. Uh, Joe said, Kirby said, they're not getting any layups. We'll tackle them or hold them. I don't remember the last part of that, but I, I do know that they, he said, they're not getting any layups. It was the Jordan rules to some extent. And and in college, especially where a pass interference is uh, 10 yards instead of the length of the throw, 15, 15 instead of the length of the throw, take it. If you think you're beat, just tackling, take the 15, 
just like yeah. the Jordan rules. You got called for a penalty, but it beat him up over time and throughout a series, and that's exactly what the Pistons did. Yeah. Uh, great point. Uh, Ringo is a big-time player, too. Him and Jalen Carter agree with that. One of the things that was said earlier in the message board as well is that uh, Joe pointed out they were able to get pressure with four. They were early, and then when they realized they could cover Tennessee's receivers with their defensive backs, then they started bringing blitz pressure, and that's when it got really, really out of hand. Um, I think um, Jalen Hyatt making that comment on, you know, Georgia's way more physical than Alabama is. When he said that, you know, their defense is way more physical, I think he was alluding to that. The whole Kirby smart, you know, they're not going to get any layups. I think if if you had a a referee, like a referee staff, whatever you want to call it, if you had that, it depends so much on what they see as pass interference versus what a different, like there's no set rule pretty much. It's just based on observation. Do you see it? Do you not? You know, you can call it every play. You can call it zero plays. That's just how it goes. Chris Evans just named the sexiest man in America. I bet he goes to Nutrition World. Uh, Nutrition World has great supplements that you can. What about the double transition there? Um, the double transition. Chris Evans, uh, I'm sure, goes to Nutrition World. There's no doubt in my mind. Go to nutritionw.com, nutritionw.com, and know that you're getting the supplements that are safe for your body. Some of those acronym stores are just selling you supplements that eh, i don't know they got extras up you go in there and you say what supplement should i take for this they go ah, how about that one? but not at nutrition world nutrition world is in the chattanooga area with their e-commerce site if you know the supplements you need go to nutritionw.com and make that your home for the best supplements highest quality that you can get out there and there are some pretty poor quality supplements out there not at nutrition world nutrition w Dot com. Thank you, Joe. That was a pretty good transition. By the way, Chris Evans, he's no Paul Rudd. That was last year's I... sexiest man alive. Paul Rudd was? Yes. Okay. Chris, think... you think Chris Evans is sexier than Paul Rudd? Um, I think a I think the idea of sexiest man alive has really changed. Yes, to over Paul the Rudd. years, like Paul really Rudd's changed. Best election ever. Um, I don't really think either. I I'm weird about people being sexy. Like I don't have like that. I just don't have that feeling for celebrities and stuff like that. I just don't like. I like my husband. Okay, so sexiest man alive, other than your husband. I don't know. I don't, really, I don't know. You don't even don't have what you don't look at a guy and you think, man, he's good looking. I mean, really. other than staring at me for 90 minutes a day, every day. Oh yeah. That's a, that's a struggle. Um, not really, honestly, no, not really. I'm more of like, I guess I'm more analytic on the, on the point of what are, you know, I look at athletes a lot. So I'm like, well, what do they do here? What do they do here? How do they, I don't really Kevin said Paul Rudd doesn't age. That's true. They've got a new show that's coming out um, that it's it's a movie. It's a sequel. That It was called uh, 
this is your 30s and this is your 40s. And he's just going to go back and do this is your 20s. I mean, that's fair. Do you know who my sister is really like really thinks is attractive? My Bob sister Barker. Is an, Bob Barker. No, close. My sister's an old soul. So she's uh, she's she's an old soul. She's very um, enamored with Trace Atkins. I don't know what he looks like. You don't know what Trace Atkins looks like? No, I don't know country music at all. Okay. She's enamored with Trace Atkins and she's enamored with, um, God, what's that guy's name? Burt Reynolds. Loves Burt Reynolds. Burt loved, Reynolds. Loved. <laughs> was a great looking guy. Loved him. Wait, is it oh. Burt Reynolds? No, maybe it's the other guy. Who's the one that looks like kind of like Richard from Friends? Richard Pryor. Richard from Friends is not Richard Pryor. No, it's um I'm still sitting on Bob Barker. So I okay. Uh sexiest ball alive. That'll be tomorrow's today's tough question. No, it won't. So Tennessee has Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck. Well, Tom Selleck's way old now. He's she loves him. Yeah. I thought of him earlier when you kept saying PI, like Magnum PI. Yeah, she's seven years younger than me and loves this man. Well, I imagine up close without all the makeup and the filtering, he's not looking like Tom Selleck back in uh, Wyatt. I, know. I mean, I'm sure not. But when he was on Friends is Richard. Love that man. Love so him. I, I, I want to ask the message board and I want your comments. Are you have you moved beyond Georgia? Are you past it? Are you are you good? And Smokey and the Bandit was great, Joe. Um, Smokey and the Bandit was incredible, as a matter of fact. If you haven't watched Smokey and the Bandit, I highly suggest you quit your job and go do that right now. Right now, right this second. I didn't watch Smokey and the Bandit 2, but don't watch Smokey and the Bandit 3, because that was a lot of Jerry Lewis. Which was I will not be held responsible for what Dave just said. Do not quit your job. Well, <laughs> seems like everybody else is nowadays, so you might as well. Um, but... Uh, uh, love that Ferrari 308 GT. Great TV uh, show car. Absolutely was. It wasn't Kit from Knight Rider, but it was pretty darn good. Brittany says, yes, I'm past it. Bring on Missouri. Your thoughts. Are you past the Georgia loss? Have you moved on or does this linger? Because I talked to some Tennessee players, as we do each and every week with Cooper Mays and Jacob Warren and it felt like they were beyond it. They were ready to move on and they're ready to get back on the football field. I did ask Cooper, if you want to check out that video on YouTube, I said, is there part of you that would just like to play a game the next day when you, when you lose a game like that? And he goes, I don't know about the next day. And I forgot that somebody accidentally poked him right in the eye. And uh, Cooper gets major MVP kudos for doing the show. So I, I want you to go listen to that. Not right now, but when this show's over, Listen to that, because Cooper got poked in the eye, and man, it was in bad, bad shape, and uh, he he managed to uh, get through it and got some of the uh, some of the eye drop painkillers that I took um, uh, with uh, my LASIK. And by the way, Campbell Cunningham, Taylor, and Han is absolutely perfect for you because they're local. There are a lot of people that say they're local, but they'll fly people in from goodness knows where. And they're the ones working on your eyes. How about people that are local right there? Campbell, Cunningham, Taylor, and Han. It is on Wise Garber. You see my eyes. I don't wear contacts 
any longer. And that's because of Campbell, Cunningham, Taylor, and Hahn. More about them right now, back in two minutes off the Hook Sports. Sun, sand, and salt water, the beach is a very relaxing place. Unless you wear contacts. Ow! Open your eyes to the best the beach has to offer with LASIK Vision Correction from Campbell Cunningham Laser Center. Ah. Hey folks, Gary Viles here, Viles Automotive on Callahan Drive. I've been selling cars here in East Tennessee for 27 years. In that time, I've come to realize it's not about the car. It's about you, the customer. So I'm here to take care of you just like family. Good credit, bad credit, you name it, we can get you taken care of. If we don't have it, we can find it for you. We go across the country to get any vehicle that you want. And here at Viles Automotive, we don't believe in fake numbers. We just give you great deals. And as always, we want, we need, and we appreciate your business. Do you want to own the more that owns every job? Then get the Vasti Lawn and Garden in Cleveland and get you a Toro. I'm David Vasti, here to talk to you about Toro. With a Toro Zero Turn, you'll get more out of every minute and you'll reach the finish line faster. At Vasti's, we like to say, no matter if you're mowing three acres a week or 11 lawns a day, homeowners and business owners alike find confidence in equipment they can trust from top to bottom. Vasti Lawn and Garden, Highway 60 North in Cleveland. Man alive, it's worth the drive. This is Steve Rain. I own the Midnight Oil and Michelin Tire Direct service station here in Ottawa. It's not a fancy place, never has been, but it's a clean place with clean restrooms and good folks who work here. We sell gas, fix cars, nothing glamorous, but we love what we do and we're going to keep doing it for a long time to come. There's not many real service stations left and that's a shame. We're the guys just like the guys back in your hometown. We'll fix your tire, change your oil, and put a new set of Michelins on your car. If you want a Twinkie, you'll just have to keep on going. Thanks for the business. This day in sports history, putting things in perspective, exclusively on Off the Hook Sports with Dave Hooker. You're so old, when you were a kid, rainbows were black and white. And Amanda LaFrada. You kids on the block just called. They wanted you as a backup dancer. <laughs> It's election day. Do you want to dive into some politics? Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Can <laughs> we can we go with religion next? Maybe abortion. Like, uh, what else can we talk about that could just piss people off? Yeah, let's just throw it all out there. I, I was visiting with a gentleman who I'm meeting with later this afternoon who is uh, conservative. He's a Republican. And... Um, this ties into sports. So whatever you believe, you'll never know what I believe. I've been in some sort of broadcast media for over 20 years. I've never shared whether I'm left, right, whatever, because I don't think that's my place. I'm not informed enough to do that. And you believe what you believe, and I'm going to believe what I believe. But I, I was like, so this, this person is talking about Herschel Walker. And I feel sorry for Herschel Walker. I really do. Because I... I feel like either side could have grabbed him and talked him into saying what they wanted him to say. And this conservative said to me, he said, I think that Herschel's been hitting the head a little too much. He talks in circles. He is being propped up as th th this guy who has the same beliefs. I don't know what he believes. I just, I, I think it's totally taken advantage of somebody that 
is not is not in a great state. I don't know if it's CT or what, but this this you know they made fun of him on Saturday Night Live a couple of weeks ago. I I I I hope that he either wins and is does a great job or he loses and fades away and is remembered as a great athlete because right now there's going to be a generation of people that are going to just remember him as a loopy politician. And I mean, I don't know. Does can I ask you a question? Yes, are we going to I don't watch I no, I don't watch Saturday Night Live. Do they make pre, do they make fun of the current president? Yes, it was all about making fun of him and then somehow Oh, Saturdays was about making fun of him this past Saturday. The previous Saturday um, felt like it. Herschel's conservative, right? He's yes. he's Republican. Okay. So, uh, yeah, it, I will give them this just for me as a viewer, and everybody has their own opinions. I feel like Saturday Night Live takes, um, takes equal shots at both, I yeah. think. No, recently. I'm just talking about recently. I'm not talking about over the years, but recently. because yeah, how can you not recently? <laughs> how can you just ignore I'm, that? I'm not, I'm not going to go down that road. But anyway, it was Herschel. And by recently, I'm talking about the past two weeks. I mean, they just started a couple, a few weeks ago. It's because so, it's gotten that bad that they have. I to. just think, uh, like they did this one skit about Amy Schumer while her friend's talking about how she's going through a breakup. And she says that, man, I've been looking forward to this soup. So they have uh, this guy, like a bubble in her up to the side. And it's the, the guy, I can't remember his name, who he did an impression of Tracy Morgan over the weekend. He's an African-American. He's been there a million years. But anyway, he's okay. just, he's saying what she's thinking. And that is, I don't really care about her breakup. I just want my soup. I've been looking forward to the soup all day. And I just want some soup. That to me is what, if I were in charge of Saturday Night Live, I would do. I wouldn't take a lot of political stands. But over the their 40-year history, they do take a lot of political stands. Despite your politics, you need to go with Guardian Investments. Guardian Investments can navigate you through what is currently just a crazy time with inflation. And uh, Guardian Investments is about having a financial strategy, but making sure that you understand what that is and why they're doing what they're doing and why they suggest what they're suggesting. So GIA plan today, that's GIA plan today, <coughs> excuse me, GIA plan today. And the great part about what's happened since the COVID era is that you can, um, you can visit with them via video teleconferencing. So it doesn't matter where you are. So if you're not happy with your financial advisement and take a look at it, go to GIAplantoday.com and tell them that Off the Hook Sports sent you. Kenan Thompson is who I was looking for. Oh, yeah. I love Kenan and Kel when they were on Nickelodeon. I think you also. He was if on anybody, Nickelodeon? Yeah. Yeah. He was on all that. Then he was on uh, the Keenan and Cal show. I mean, he was on Nickelodeon for a hot minute. Now he's at Saturday Night Live and he's been there for years. But I think if you if you ever want to know why there are certain people getting made fun of and why there's no, certain people that are not getting made fun of from opposite sides of the spectrum, just look at the money that goes in and who right. owns those things. So that's all I do is when I whenever there's a show or whatever, I look at the backer and then I can see where it's coming from. 
Oh, thing. yeah, there's there's no question. The money will determine um either overtly or not overtly will determine who they make fun of. Sometimes it's as clear cut as this this group is just absolutely supported by the left or the right. And there are other times where if you're Saturday Night Live, you're thinking to yourself, hmm, would it be better to make fun of this group or not based off the potential advertisers that could be a part of the program? I think those thoughts are those thoughts are had and they probably shouldn't be if you're truly an entertainment thing. But uh, Amy not. Schumer did a great job. Amy Schumer did a great job. And I'll just I'm a big fan there. of hers. Who do you like? Who who really makes you laugh that you watch? Other than me, who makes you laugh? Oh, that's rough. Um, who really makes me laugh? See, I don't ever have time to watch TV unless it's sports. So, yeah, me neither. I like Vince Vaughn a lot. I loved Vince Vaughn. Like in in all he his humor, the dry kind of humor. I love that. That's like my favorite thing. The just complete sarcasm. I just don't think Amy Schumer's that funny. I just, I just don't find her that amusing. I don't know why. I just don't. I think I don't like people who are like super crude just to get a laugh. And I think she's one of those. Okay. That's, that's why. And I, I don't either and didn't either, yeah. but I liked her on Saturday because I thought she was kind of the flip flop of that. I think she was kind of like the, the older lady who let's be realistic is not going to talk about you know, intimate relationships all the time. So I thought that was, I thought, I thought she was good on Saturday. Uh, no, that's you, can't, fair. you can't come out at what, 45 years old or however old she is and do the same jokes you're doing in your late twenties. That's a no. little, that's a little bit lame. Brittany says, I'm not an Amy Schumer fan either. Uh, Nugs said, Amanda, did you like the Amanda show? God, no. It what was the Amanda the show? crap out of me. It was Amanda Bynes who has lost her mind now. I mean, lost it, apparently. But that stupid show annoyed the crap. I never liked Amanda Bynes. I have not ever been a fan of Amanda Bynes. Just the... I like dry humor. I like sarcasm. I like all of that stuff. That's uh, Aubrey Plaza. Hands down. Love her. I do not like stupid humor. That's why I don't like dumb and dumber. I don't like um, oh. super troopers. I don't like any of that. I think it's just stupid. Beavis super and butthead. troopers is highly overrated. First 15 it, minutes are great. After that, it's downhill. Okay. Well, I think I don't like stupid humor. I, I think it's lazy. Amanda Bynes was very stupid humor, very annoying, very, I just, it grates, it grates on my nerves. If I think if you're funny, you're quick-witted, and you're sarcastic, I think that is, that's my definition of funny. I just, okay. so I love Today's tough question, do you think I'm funny? What? Today's tough question, do you you're think? You're breaking I'm up, Dave. All right, today's tough question is really what, though? Reset it for us. All right, so today's tough question was, here we are. Joe says, what? I love stupid humor. My wife does not. He almost said, I love my stupid wife. Um, <laughs> I think it's a woman thing. We don't like stupid humor. I don't know why we just don't like it. I love bridesmaids. Love bridesmaids. Thinks is hilarious. Never I don't think that. that's stupid humor. <gasps> you haven't seen bridesmaids? Mm -mm. You need to watch it. 
Okay. okay, I'll check it out. What will Tennessee be ranked tonight in the college football playoff selection show? Uh, three or higher, four, five, six or lower. And we have winning is five at 54%. Okay, so you think that Tennessee is going to get a bit of a slight, right? I assume so. I, I don't know. If, depends on if you think it's a slight or not. I don't think it's a slight. I mean, you just lost a game. You should yeah. you should go down behind all the ranked or the undefeated teams. I don't think that's a slight. Well, based off resume, they're the. I mean, I would have them number four, but I think, like we said before, there there will be some strings pulled. Yeah. So be sure to hit that. Yes. Sorry. If you jump. If you put Tennessee in the college football playoff after just getting beat, like if you put them in the top four after just getting beat by Georgia, if you do that, then you're saying TCU has no chance at all ever to get in it. I mean, that's and you have to you have to pretend like they at least have a chance. Yeah, they'll uh, again, light on fire again tonight is not going to be the end all be all of no. at, at all. I mean, there's still three more shows to go. And uh, they'll all be brought to you by the Andy Mason Group, AndyMasonRealEstate.com. We will have a show tonight to wrap up the college football playoff uh, committee selection show. And that will be brought to you by AndyMasonRealEstate.com. Don't waste thousands and thousands of dollars going with another realtor. As we've said before, we only endorse the... Uh, people that uh, the the advertisers on our website and on our show that we believe in. And I believe in AndyMasonRealEstate.com. He's handled countless real estate transactions for me, and I think the world of him. So don't make a mistake. AndyMasonRealEstate.com. AndyMasonRealEstate.com. Daniel said, Elon Musk telling Kathy Griffin she was banned from Twitter for impersonating a comedian was great. I didn't see that. It's great. That's pretty totally. funny. He, she impersonated Elon Musk. She changed her title and put Elon Musk up there. And he was like, I'm kicking you off of Twitter. And he, he said, anybody that impersonates somebody, like, without it being a parody, you're getting kicked off. And Who she was did. she really kicked off? Yeah. He kicked her off of Twitter because she's impersonating, uh, she was impersonating someone and acting like she was really that person. And he said, anytime you do that, you're getting kicked off. By the way, before we get to Michael's comment on the balls, um, with the Twitterverse that that we do use a lot to disperse uh, our content. um, So apparently these Twitter executives thought this was a good idea to get the blue check mark, which I've never had an issue with because you get that check mark if people have been uh, impersonating you and you know you can do like a underscore or something else to make it seem like it and i know jimmy himes who writes for uh off the hook sports.com um i know that he has had a lot of issues with four or five different copy cat accounts and he had to get the blue check mark I've, I've not had that issue thankfully but Apparently, when some people were getting really, really big, like hundreds of thousands of subscribers, they would go to Twitter and Twitter would say, we won't give you the blue check mark. And then the, an exec would give you a call and say, you know, you can get the blue check mark for $50,000. Whoa. And Elon Musk retweeted it and confirmed it, said that was happening before he took over. 
Yeah, people don't know that, that, again, follow the money. Where is the money? Where do they lean politically? You'll figure that out. It's very easy to decipher. But I love Elon Musk taking all this stuff. I, I love him just overhauling it. I think it's hilarious. I also think it's funny that AOC was saying, oh, what happened to free speech? Now it's $8 to get a blue check mark. Okay, first of all, free speech does not have anything to do with money. I don't know what you're talking about, AOC, but dear God, help you. Yes, that's a, um, that, that's a legal, fundamental legislative. Yeah, she, she, <laughs> just not the brightest bulb in the box. But anyway, so she said that, and Elon Musk tweeted after her and was like, um, cause she went on a rant about how it's not free speech. If you have to pay, I don't know. Anyway, Elon Musk was like, thanks for your input. That'll be $8 for your blue check mark. Elon Musk, before we get to Michael's comments, cause this was hilarious too. Him. Cause he's the one that I, I feel like he doesn't, he doesn't have a political lane. And I, I, yeah. And I don't, again, I don't want to go the politics route, but I don't feel like he has a political lane, which is pretty cool. So, um, he did post a video of him meeting with Twitter executives and he met with Twitter executives and they were laughing at how funny Twitter blue was because it was such a t- terrible product. And I bought it. I mean, I did when it first came out, I bought it. It was like a dollar 99 a month and you could post longer form videos instead of, for those that don't know, you post two minute videos, you can post like eight minute videos. So I thought, well, this would be super cool for what we do. And it may still be, but <laughs> Elon Musk just making fun of a, the product that his own company now it's now his own company carries was about as genuine as you could get. And it was pretty funny. And, but I went I in, love, go ahead. I kept my Twitter blue just for this. Oh, sake. that's because it, it makes sense for this industry. You want to put as much content out as you can. That's, that makes sense. Right. Um, I love the fact that he fired all those Twitter execs and had his lawyers figure out a, a runaround and how they did not get their $50 million buyout or whatever. That's hysterical. Well, And the other thing that was funny about him, and this, this is so coaching one-on-one to tie this back into sports is he had a lot of high level executives that were still doing video teleconferencing while he had people that were showing up and actually working. So, but anyway, Michael said if Tennessee had been blown out by 30 points by Georgia, I think they would have been, uh, they would have fallen very far in the rankings. What's the lowest that they could be tonight, Amanda? What's the lowest they could actually draw? Uh, Seven. I think they could, I don't, I don't see how they would jump LSU over Tennessee. I don't think that makes any sense whatsoever. I think that would be completely stupid, but they might be riding that bandwagon or whatever, the college football playoff committee. And again, doing stuff like that just to make it so that it's, you know, something talked about. I could see them dropping Tennessee to seven, but only if they want things to burn. Kevin says the lowest they could fall is to number five. I, I think they could do anything they want to because I think it's made for TV. But what's the highest they could be? Let me ask you that. What's the highest they could be? Highest they could be is number four. Just j- jumping TC or staying ahead of TCU. That's the highest they could be. I don't 
they're going to put Michigan and Ohio State. And obviously Georgia's one, Michigan, Ohio State two and three. And then the highest Tennessee could be is four. And I don't think they'll put them at four because I think they'll say, okay, TCU, here you go. You're still undefeated. It doesn't matter how good TCU looks. It doesn't matter how dominant they've been or not dominant they've been. They're still undefeated. And they kept them out of the top four, you know, in favor of Clemson, in favor of, uh, uh, well, just in favor of Clemson pretty much. And they had Alabama ahead of TCU. But I think now that both of those teams fell, you have to put TCU at four. You have to put them in. You can't just leave them out. Or the 12 TCU fans will, you know, light the world on fire. There's only like 12 of them. But it's just mean. It's not mean. They're just a small, like, not many people root for their the horned frogs. And the, the little horned frog looks like a pile of poop. <laughs> he does. The little mascot on the sidelines look like poop. Interesting. Purple. It looks so like the emoji. The poop yeah, emoji. it does. But purple. Uh, so what did that thing eat? Pedigo Chattanooga locally Barney. owned. Pedigo Chattanooga is locally owned. It's a store where you'll be treated like family. The region's foremost electric bike experts. They put their hearts into helping you find the perfect electric bike and get the most out of it for many years to come. You can pedal around downtown Chattanooga. That's fun. But you also know by buying a Pedigo at Pedigo Chattanooga, you get a product that's high quality. And you get a product that if you ever need service, you can get that done. If you just buy one online, that's not going to happen. So it's Pedigo Chattanooga. Check out Pedigo Chattanooga. You can just Google them at Pedigo Chattanooga. Give Adam a call. Tell them Off the Hook Sports sent you. Brittany said, I have a soft spot for TCU because I got in. I just wasn't going to pay out-of-state tuition. How much was out-of-state tuition? That's a private school, right? That had to be a lot. By the way, speaking of Texas, I saw a former uh, co-worker who took part of his vacation to Waco. Why would you want to go to Waco? Just Maybe make- his family or something there. I mean, it was all I over. Would be like, meet me. <laughs> meet me somewhere else. Yeah. Well, he's kind of an idiot. Um, so, Brittany how, Brittany, how much was it? To get into uh, TCU, because I'm doing some shopping now in colleges, and it ain't a lot of fun. Brittany says, I don't uh, remember now, but I'm sure it was more now uh, than it was in 2010. You didn't go to college in 2010. You look like you're like 26 years old. Michael says, if uh, TCU loses, that would open the door to Pac-12 championship winner over Tennessee, provided that Georgia wins the SEC championship. Uh, Nick says, I think Texas will beat TCU. Um, Nug says he's a David Crash fan, which maybe he is. It's quite possible. Talking about my former coworker who went to Waco. Hey, everybody, let's go to Waco. Throw the kids in there. Let's go to Waco. <laughs> it's all Waco's a different place than it was back then. Well, I would hope so. I did. I did know so many. the the Branch Davidians were just a common thing back then in Waco. It was not. Not any big deal. They would just come in and buy stuff and go back to their thing for years and years and years. Don't know why I'm sidetracked. It's time for Message Board Bingo. Message Board Bingo is brought to you by our friends, Joe says, Wacko. 
Brittany says currently out of state for one year's $51,666 to go to TCU. Uh, Nick says, how do you like our chances making the playoffs? I said earlier, I would bet a mortgage payment on it. I would. I would. I think the way things play out, I'm looking in the crystal ball. I think that uh, Tennessee makes the college football playoff, Nick. I do believe that. Message board bingo. Yes. A 30-year mortgage payment or a 15-year? It's different. I was talking about a month. Well, I know, but it's different because you can have a 15-year mortgage or a 30-year mortgage, so it's different. Yeah, but it doesn't really change as much as you would think because of compound interest. Try to convince people of that. They don't listen to me. Sometimes it could just be a couple hundred bucks and you got your house paid off 15 years earlier. Sometimes you just want to get out of the debt. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. My husband. All right. There we go. Message board bingo brought to you in part by our friends at Owl's Nest Barbecue. Owl's Nest Barbecue is your home for the best barbecue supplies in the biz. Owl's Nest Barbecue has fantastic products that include the sauces and the rubs and the Green Mountain Grills. Now, as far as craft treats, they are fantastic for your pet. And craft treats, you can choose between the two as to your prize if you win this very important contest that the world hinges upon. And craft treats has the chill pills that can help with digestive issues, arthritis issues. They can also help with, I don't know, anxiety issues like my dog suffers from. And certainly Amanda's does as well. So that's Craft Treats. You can go to Craft Treats and get all of their dog treats with the promo code off the hook. That's off the hook and you get 20% off. So Amanda will read off of a message board. And then at that point, uh, you tell us what team's message board that was on. And what do we do for you? We hook you up with either a prize pack from Craft Treats or Owl's Nest Barbecue. So here we go. Message board bingo is now. Is it time for us to start working on an exit strategy to leave the SEC? Tulane and Georgia Tech left several decades ago due to the corruption, and it's gotten exponentially worse since then. Might be time for us to do the same. I know who this is. I know who this is. By the way, Joe says, I think putting Tennessee at four is as much made for TV as putting them at like six. Huh. Good point, Joe. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. I can see that. Um, Five maybe is where they should be. I think body work I would have on it. Nevertheless. All right. I think I know. I think they're going to, they're going to get jumped by Oregon. I just do. I just feel like they're going to do it. They're going to jump them with Oregon. Yep, I could see that. So you would have Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, no particular order, Oregon, TCU? TCU, Oregon, Tennessee. I put Tennessee at six. Okay, I'm saying they're going to be. I wouldn't myself. Like, I wouldn't. If I were in the college football playoff committee, I wouldn't. But for optics, the college football playoff committee, I'm predicting that they will do that. Okay, I think that's Missouri. We didn't have any guesses. That's how difficult your message board bingo question was. It is Missouri. (laughs) I knew it was Missouri. I was like, because you go to somebody who's been to Missouri, and uh, especially people that take uh, pictures for newspapers, 
and they think that if you don't go to Missouri, that you have no idea how to take a picture. I'm like, you know, I can do this on my phone. I might get a new phone today. Yes. All right. A new update from a member that I know. This is what I was told this morning. Dan Lanning will be the next head coach. Bo Nix will get in the portal and transfer back to Auburn and <laughs> Oregon linebackers. Flo and Sewell will follow Lanning to Auburn. The reason is they love the defense Lanning runs and they will be in the SEC. They know the NCAA is no threat, so they will use the Texas A&M recruiting pitch from last year. If you sign with Auburn, you get this amount. They are desperate enough to not care about the bad optics, so one off-book recruiting season will get them back faster than normal. All right. Who knows who that is? What team's message board is that? I have no idea. Can we get a hint? SEC. SEC. It sounds like it should be Auburn. It sounds like it should be Auburn. But it's not. Hence the conundrum. Nick oh. says Oregon not a better team than us. So dumb. Uh, I agree. I think. Tennessee no, I agree good. with that too. But I'm saying. No, the college football rankings. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm just saying that. I think they'll do that. Joe says Alabama. Nick says Auburn. Joe is right. It's Alabama. Really? Okay. I didn't yeah. see that one coming. Joe, so I'm putting my email in here. You can then reach out to me, and I will hook you up with a prize pack. It's uh, very easy, David, off the hooksports.com. And if that person wants to, that says they're reporting us to Twitter for or YouTube for being too mean, to the Vols, in which we all said that they Too would... Too mean. Oh, me, you, and Chris waited because he wanted to see how things planned out because Chris does that. But all of us said that we thought that Tennessee would make it to the college football playoff, yet somebody was on this morning saying they're going to report us to YouTube because they're... I don't think YouTube really gives a crap <laughs> I don't about think, I don't. any college football team. They don't care. Unless yeah. you say you're going to light somebody on fire, they really don't care. Yeah, which we're not going to do. Have a fantastic day, everyone. She's Amanda LaFrada. I'm Dave Hooker. We'll see you tomorrow, each and every weekday at 8.30. This has been a presentation of Off the Hook Sports. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered chumpacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> 
The Chamba life is for everybody. So go to ChambaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChambaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.